to get good with the world. Be happy when you get healthy. And that starts at the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. When you're in pain, it causes stress. Even minor pain is telling you something's not right, and early detection is the best path to relief. Make a call to Dr. Colin Hardy of Atlas Chiropractic. Not only can he alleviate your pain, but also reduce physical stress and boost and maintain proper immune system function. Chiropractic is a natural immune booster. With each adjustment, they're not only supporting the central nervous system through proper spinal function and alignment, but also stimulating and strengthening the immune system by removing nerve interferences and stressors that can drag it down. Call 307-672-6000 for details and scheduling with the top chiropractic clinic in Sheridan, Atlas Chiropractic. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. Hello, I'm Todd Blanchard, Vice President of the Kiwanis Club of Sheridan. We would like to invite you to our 60th Annual Stars of Tomorrow Talent Competition. Come support and cheer on your local youth talent on Saturday, April 30th at 7 p.m. on the YL Theater Stage. Tickets for the show and online streaming are available now through the YL Box Office. A special thanks to our show sponsors, Sheridan Media and First Federal Bank and Trust, and our division sponsors, 307 Auto Glass, Rocky Mountain Exteriors, and Sheridan Community Federal Credit Union. Opening a new business can be stressful. Cloud Peak Accounting will get you over the hurdles of establishing and launching your new business, like setting up your bookkeeping and payroll systems, registering with all government agencies, tax planning and compliance, and all the other details you haven't even thought of yet. Whether you've been in business for years or are contemplating the launch of a new business, contact Cloud Peak Accounting for a consultation. Visit cloudpeakcpa.com. Volunteers of America is excited to announce the Empty Bowl event is back. Join us at the Sheridan Fairgrounds on April 28th from 5 to 6.30 for great soups, live music, and family-friendly fun. Your ticket purchase provides important services for our neighbors in need. Tickets are available now online at voanr.org backslash Empty Bowl. This event is supported in part by Sheridan Media. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Eliason Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, this morning... I am joined by Sheridan Police Department Officer Rodney Sweeney and Officer Ben Hawkins. Good morning, officers, and welcome to the show. Thanks for having us on. Now, uh, jumping right in, often we are prescribed drugs from the doctor. We can have extras that are left lying about. We don't want to simply throw those out. We really don't want to flush them and uh, contaminate the groundwater. I mean, if you really think about it, if everyone you knew who had prescription drugs, flushed those painkillers down the toilet. How many drugs is that? That's quite a bit of drugs going into our water system. Luckily, National Prescription Drug Take-Back Day is just around the corner on April 30th. This will begin at 10 a.m. It'll go until 2 p.m. Officers, can you tell us a little bit about this event? Sure. 
So the National Drug Take Back Day is uh, April 30th, and we're going to be uh, parked out front of Walgreens on Coffeen Ave Avenue from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, the purpose of this is to provide our community a safe and convenient and responsible means of disposing of prescription medicines. Uh, this is also a partnership that we have with between between us, the DEA, and the public health department. One of the the nice things about this too is that if your prescription medicine is still in the original sealed container, public health can actually re reuse that or reissue that out to uh, families or or, peer, or persons in need, because um, we all know that prescription medicines can can be expensive, and especially with the current um, inflation that's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely, you know, it really could help out somebody, but also. We want to provide a, like I said, a safe means for people to uh, to get rid of those old medicines that they're not using, and prevent them from, like just like we were saying, um, entering our mm -hmm. water supply or the land the landfill. So between us and the DEA, we can safely dispose of those uh, old prescription medicines. Now, when we talk about the the sealed containers, we're talking about the little almost aluminum and plastic combined, the yep. little poppers that uh, sometimes you got to pop them out from the back, right? Right, the blister packs. The blister yep. packs, blister that's packs. what they're called. That's the official name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In my house, we just called them poppers. They pop out the back. Yep. And that, now, uh, where do the drugs go uh, that are not going to be reused? Okay, so we have a uh, – we work with the DEA. Um, and also with us, our evidence technician will take custody of them. And if it cannot be reused, we incinerate them, we burn them. They just flat get burnt. They just flat get burnt. Um, and they've, they found out that that's one of the safest ways of, of disposing them is, is, is we burn them. Now, this event, there's going to be no questions asked. You can turn in any prescription drugs, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Anything. It, like kind of like uh, those who served in the military, there was always an amnesty box off to the side. No sure. questions asked. You got bullets in your pocket. You put them in this box. They're gone. Sure. And, yes. and it's over. Same thing with these folks. They can bring any prescription drugs down, turn them in, and walk away. Absolutely. So yep. not only is that not available um, just on April 30th, but inside of the lobby of the police department, we have a old-style – mailbox where after you drop something in you can't get it back out um, that is available to our community 24 7 anybody at any time can walk in there and in in place their medicines or or any sort of drug contraband inside there uh, at no no questions asked and that is so helpful i mean if i think about when my my grandmother uh, suffered from diabetes mm -hmm. uh, the majority of her life a lot of different drugs at the end, she was on. After she passed, uh, that's exactly what my aunt did. Uh, this service was offered in the town that they lived, and she she didn't know what the heck to do with all those drugs. And somebody told her, just take them to the police. I mean, they have a spot down there. So, And it, it's great to hear that we've got the same thing here. Uh, when a similar situation happens to someone, what am I going to do with all these? Mm -hmm. Well, no matter what it is, you can take it down and turn it in and it'll be destroyed properly, uh, as opposed to people dumping it down the toilet <laughs> and uh, our trout getting a little high. Uh, yeah. We don't want that. Now, uh, one more time, where and when 
will this event take place? So April 30th, between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. at Walgreens, um, there will be a couple of marked units there. Um, uh, staff will be there from public health and us, you know, to uh, to provide an opportunity for, for people to drop off uh, anything that they want to get rid of. On average, do we know how many drugs we usually get on average during these events? Usually it's about 15 pounds. 15 pounds of pills. Worth of prescription medicines. That's a lot. It is. I mean, it, that's a lot of pills. All right. Now, uh, there is another concerning growing trend uh, going on here in Sheridan. Um, the passing of school buses. Uh, I've talked about this on the show. I don't know how many different times. Even even Trevor's got a look on his face right now where he's like, what the heck is going on out there? This is just not something you should be doing. Officers, uh, this is something that's increasing as opposed to decreasing. Yes. So it appears that there's a trend that's rising on how many citations and court appearances um, relating to Vehicles passing a school bus while the school bus is actively loading and unloading children, meaning that their their lights are flashing. Um, and I wanted to provide a little bit of clarification on that. There is no place in the county of Sheridan where you can legally pass a school bus while their overhead lights are flashing. You know, there is no roadway where, you know, if we look at coffee, where there's potentially five lanes of travel there. Two northbound, two southbound in the center lane. Everybody on that roadway has to come to a stop and cannot proceed past a school bus until the lights have turned off. The every, all five lanes. Everybody. Everyone comes to a stop. Correct. Yeah, and, even on the on North Main, there's that that concrete barrier that doesn't really count as that separation. So, like the interstate, you have that big median. Mm-hmm. If it was possible to stop on the interstate to drop kids off, which there isn't, um, that would not classify as a barrier between the two. Oh, that wow. So even that wouldn't even classify. Wow, that's Main. incredible. So, uh, And there's cameras on a lot of these stop signs now, yes. is there so, not? So the school district has on every one of their buses cameras, and, and they provide us with the video of this event. And if we can identify who the drive, driver is, um, they can anticipate – from the city receiving a, a, a citation, and, and the bond on that is $435. Should and, be uh, more, I think, uh, but that is, is a considerable amount. It yeah, is, It is one of our higher um, bond amounts and with regards to safety of our children. The community leaders take that very, very seriously, that, that if you pass a school bus and, and we can establish who the drive, drive driver is, you can anticipate receiving a $435 fine. And rightfully so. I mean, every year across this nation, mm-hmm. children are injured, uh, and God forbid even worse, uh, by individuals who think, well, I can save some time. I'll just whip around this school bus uh, because someone needs to – or they feel that they need to get somewhere and that that's yeah, and, more important. And the, the safety of the, the idea of hurting a child just because you're you're running a little bit late or it's an inconvenience – um, is 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 huge. You know, we we, we want to do everything we can to protect our community's children, and this is part of it. Everybody doing their part. It just when those lights are flashing, 
you have to stop. Just stop. Yeah, officer, you looked up the statute. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you mind reading that out loud? Yeah. For so us? the statute number, if anybody's curious at going and reading it themselves, is uh, Wyoming statute thirty-one five five zero seven. Um, goes over meeting or passing stop school buses. Um, the dri- So basically it says the driver of a vehicle upon meeting or overtaking from either direction, any stopped school bus shall stop before reaching the school bus when there is in operation on the school bus the flashing red lights as specified by another statute, 315-929, and the driver shall not proceed until the school bus resumes motion or the flashing red lights are no longer actuated. Well, there you go. Black and white. Pretty much. Pretty simple. I mean, I, I just never understood why people feel the need to to do this. Right. Uh, it just seems like a pretty simple action. It's just like running a red light, coming to a full stop and then just going right past it. Why would you do that? Huh? You know, and, and <laughs> yeah, I don't know. To me, there's just no excuse. All right. When we, when we return, we're going to continue. With our Sheridan Police Department, this is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Too many deal at McDonald's, but luckily for you, oh, is that McDonald's? There's always someone around, and you got extra to help take it off your plate. Yeah, I like some. Right now, try one of our three dollar bundles, like six piece chicken McNuggets with small fries, or a hot and spicy McChicken with small fries. Pair them with a one dollar any size Dr Pepper or sweet tea. Present participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Compass Center for Families invites you to join us for our 2022 Sheridan County Light of Hope Breakfast, Friday, April 29th at the Ramada Plaza. Doors open at 7 a.m. and the program begins at 7.30. This free breakfast celebrates and honors our CASA volunteers who make a difference in the lives of neglected and abused children in Sheridan County. We'll also be honoring the food group as this year's champion for children. Call 675-2272 to RSVP today. We are so ready for spring, and here's a sign that it's actually on its way. The 2022 Home and Garden Show is happening April 22nd through the 24th at the Sheridan Ramada Plaza. Whether it's your something new or all of those spring projects, your new dream patio, a whole new kitchen, or maybe a new roof, this show will help you get started. The Home and Garden Show, sponsored by the Bighorn Home Builders Association of Sheridan, whose members are committed to promoting the highest standards in the building industry. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. You've been procrastinating. Admit it. Your car's been needing a tune-up, but you've just been so busy being awesome. How awesome will that summer road trip be when your car breaks down, leaving you stranded? Perhaps scheduling an appointment with Midas to get that tune-up is a good idea. They'll let you know what needs fixing and what can wait. If you need shocks and struts, you'll save up to 100 bucks through April 30th. 
Keep your car running safely with a few more coins in your pocket at Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. It's time for the Bighorn Home Builders Home and Garden Show this weekend at the Ramada Plaza. Check this week's Country Bounty for the official Bighorn Home Builders Home and Garden Show magazine filled with this weekend show vendors and events. You'll also find articles on tree care, decking trends, improvements that will add value and a lot more. Register to win Adirondack Furniture or a gas fire pit table. The Home Show magazine the official one you'll find it in this week's country bounty brought to you by eliason financial i'm floyd whiting this morning i am joined by sheridan police department officer ben hawkins and officer rodney swaney as of january of this year the Sheridan Police Department has been able to fully staff the two school districts right here in Sheridan. We've got two school resource officers, or SROs is what they're known as. Officer Sweeney joined uh, Officer Hawkins in the SRO team in January. So we're going to start off, we're just going to explore who you guys are. Uh, and we'll, we'll be real simple. Um, Officer Sweeney, what is your background? Well, I've been a police officer now for just over seven years. Um, before that, I uh, completed 20 years of uh, service in the Navy. Um, and then the way fate had it, I ended up here in Sheridan, Wyoming. Um, every since then, like I said, I've, I've, I've been a, on the patrol staff, and I've, I've loved every minute of it. Yeah. What did you do in the Navy? I was an aviation ordinance man. I put bombs. Oh out. wow! Yeah, you got to you got to handle the big missiles. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a had had a great time doing it, and uh, you know, so I bring you know that experience with me to the school, you know, to help uh, the children, you know, you know, to be able to relate to them, be able to, you know, to get them to open up um, to us and and to, so they can see cops in another role other than just you know just that. just cops yeah yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, going from one service to another yep. you know i think that's amazing officer hawkins how about you so i've been doing this job in july will be five years um i started the sro program last year i started in the sro program sorry last year um i love it i did graduated from college in 2015 with a criminal justice degree um, I did not go to the military like a bunch of these guys did. Um, I did some odd jobs here and there and finally decided this is kind of what I wanted to do. I, I took a ride along with some people in high school and figured this was what I wanted to do at some point in my life, and I'm here now. So. Yeah, and and uh, you'll have to forgive me. You seem a little younger, probably 27-ish or somewhere around there. I'm, I'm, about, I'll, I'm 29. 29. I'll be, I'll hey, there you go. Year. You're aging well, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But uh, so, at what point were you like, you know what? I'm just, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down to the academy. W- what in you? What moment in time made that commitment for you? So, so my wife actually kind of helped me out with that. Um, so I was in a job that I, I liked, but it was kind of a, I'd show up, do the same thing every day, and kind of go home. Too I was, repetitive. I was kind of, kind of bored. Um, not that it didn't pay well. It, it was fine, but uh, I just kind of got to the point where she saw that. I was like, she saw that. I wasn't super happy where I was, and she said, hey, you know, you've always wanted to be a police officer, and they're hiring, so why not go put your name in the hat? And so I did, and I'm here now. So and 
fulfillment. Uh, it, is that really what, I mean, if we think about what your dream job is, mm-hmm. uh, and everyone always talks about, you know, what's your dream job? And for me, it, it, it really didn't have anything to do with pay. My entire life, I never thought, well, I'd earn a lot of money. Yes, you need money, but I think job fulfillment mm-hmm. is is really what we're all looking for. Yeah, I mean, I can I could go do so many different jobs that pay so much better, but it, I would show up to work and I wouldn't be happy. You know, it's it this job. I mean, it pays well, but it doesn't pay millions. Right. Um. It's and it's more of the fact that when I show up at at work every day, I actually enjoy being here. I wake up and I'm like, I want to go to work. And some people, you know, I've known cops in the past who told me that they hated every day that they were working there. And you know what? That's I don't know why they continued. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. for everybody, but for me, it's it's the thing. But you know, at the end of the day, being able to to take off the vest and hang it up and feel good about everything that you did. That in itself is is a massive reward, I think, and and that's one reason why I do the job that I do. Uh, I feel like I have, you know, fulfilled a, a bigger purpose than myself, and uh, I I think a lot of people uh, who serve in the military and serve as law enforcement feel that same thing. It's a it's a greater purpose, and even greater than that is a school resource officer. You guys are out there dealing with our future talking with our future, helping to shape that. Uh, Officer Sweeney, what brought you to the point where you thought, you know, I want to do this. I want to be able to interact with the kids uh, and be uh, take on that role of mentor, really. Yeah, correct. You know, you, as a SRO, um, our, one of our first and primary purposes is to provide a safe learning environment for our children and the staff up there. You know, we... And I, I wanted to be a part of that process because the, the staff up there, the teachers and staff, are just some of the, the most amazingest people I've ever met. And then being charged with um, the protection of our community's most valuable assets is a huge honor. Absolutely. You know, and, and a huge responsibility. Guarding the future. Correct. Yes. Um, so being able to be a, a, a small part of – of our, the future of our children and our community is, is like Ben was saying, is, it's a huge reward in of itself, and you, you really can't put a, a dollar amount to it. Officer Hawkins, when was it for you when you were like, you know what, I want to take, take this on? A couple of years ago, um, before I even started the process, I, when I first started, I knew that I had two influential SROs when I was in high school. Uh, well, junior high and high school, you know, the one of the guys I went with ride along was my SRO in junior high. Um, and then high school, I did another ride along. Um, I should say, sorry, I did a ride along with him while I was in high school, but I had a different SRO in high school. Um, and it kind of made me, you know, I I wanted to do that. I thought it was a good optics, basically. I mean, it, it looks, it makes you able to um, contact kids. In a, in a positive light as opposed to being the scary guy in a, with the lights and sirens on his car that shows up when bad <clears> things are happening, you know. Absolutely. In, on regular patrol, you know, we get maybe at most 30 minutes to an hour with somebody in a not-so-great situation. Um, but at the schools, you see the same people every day, the same kids every day, and you are able to have an interact a positive interaction with them as opposed to a negative one. 
even the kids that you are having negative ones where you're taking enforcement action, giving tickets, whatever, for fighting, vapes, whatever, um, you still have that interaction long-term afterwards and beforehand. So you interact with these kids beforehand. They have a good relationship with you. You basically discipline them, for lack of a better term, and then after that, that relationship continues in a positive way. Yeah, so they see that you know it's not a one-time thing, and I should – Fight the law every chance that right. I get. Yep. That it's okay. I I did something wrong. I received my discipline. Now I'm moving on. Correct. He's still my friend. Right. He's, he's still someone I can trust. Correct. And and I I think that's something that is that is so pivotal uh, moving forward. And I think uh, that's one reason why I think the SROs are so amazing. You guys take on such a a, a mentorship role. Uh, have either one of you had kids walk up to you and ask you questions about the job where they're like. You know, the uniform is cool. The badge is cool. Uh, it, you know. All the time. Yeah. It, really? It oh, happens yeah. a lot? Yes. At the, uh, if we go to the elementary schools, the kids are always asking, what's this? What's this on your belt? And what's that on your belt? And just kind of give them a grand tour of the belt. And <laughs> yeah. The, the belt is cool. Every time we'll come up to you and ask you, what's that? What's that? It's like. Everybody told you, but I'll tell you again. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just want a reason to walk up yep. and, and look at the belt. Batman wore a belt. He kept everything in there as well. <laughs> now, so if we were to look at what your primary duties were, uh, Officer Sweeney, what would you say your primary, well, outside of the protection of the school, what other duties do you guys perform? Well, outside of, of you know, being a, a, a immediate response, uh, being able to immediately respond to any sort of um, – threat to the school um, you know, outside of that you know we're we're there to just like you're saying to be a, a mentor but also to be a cop you know if something comes to our attention that needs um, the utilization of the law enforcement um, tools you know we are there to do that as 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 well yeah um, another thing and, and Ben's been doing a great job of this is the Alice drills to be a, a an asset for the school to help coordinate those and to help the staff with, with Alice drills. For those who don't know what an Alice drill is, what is that? So Alice is basically a new response method that we've been doing for several years to active shooter situations, any sort of threat towards schools. Um, back in the day, a long time ago, the threat was nukes, so they'd tell us to hang out and hide under, under our desk, right? Hide under the desk and, t- and, and tiny little ball and wait for the threat to pass. And when I was in school, it was um, that we had lockdowns. So the lockdown method was basically turn out the lights, lock the door, hide in the corner, and wait for it all to blow over, basically. Um, that came from L.A. County because they kept having gang drive-by shootings. So basically the, the drive-by, they'd, they'd shoot the school up and then drive away is basically it. So their idea was get below the window line. Once it's over, it's over, resume class, whatever. Um, what they found is that that isn't the best method. In fact, it's probably one of the worst methods because if your doors don't lock, um, a great unfortunate study was done with Virginia Tech shooting. Um, that showed basically every response you could possibly do. So they had, if you look into it, there's there they had classrooms that didn't do anything. They all hid under their desks. Um, they had a room that barricaded and blocked him from coming in. Um, they had another room that there was the, I can never remember his name. I can never remember how to say it. It's a Polish name. He was an Auschwitz survivor. Um, 
got 14 kids out the second story window by barricading the window and getting barricading the door and getting kids out the window. Um, so you see all the different types of responses in that one shooting. And unfortunate as it is, it's a great study to see like what works and what doesn't. Um, and basically the Alice is to the initial, I should say the end game of it is to get out, if that makes sense. So if you can escape, get out as, as soon as you can. If threats in one side of the building, there's no reason that you should be 200 yards away holed up in a in a build uh, a classroom upstairs. Right. If you can get out, the threat is not near you, get out. That's the whole idea of Alice. Um, it is an acronym. It's it's basically you alert. So anything that you hear is alert. Um, if you hear gunshots, take it for what it is. L is for lockdown, is which is not just your normal lockdown. It's barricading the room, getting ready. If the lockdown is your last resort, basically. If you have to lock down, barricade the room, spread out, and basically grab things ready to throw things at them. So it's very hard, difficult to shoot somebody who's running around screaming and throwing things. Mm-hmm. We have found. Um, so that's the whole thing there. Inform is if you know any information, get it out as soon as possible and take that information for what it is. Um, counter is that what I was taught. C is for counter. The when you're locked down, you counter um, if you can. If you have the means to do so, um, and then E is for evacuate. Obviously, get out, which is the end goal for that, as opposed to hiding in a bite-sized ball under a desk and waiting for it to all blow over. Yeah, yeah, and 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 an unfortunate event, but at least we could take something from it that will help to keep our children safe. Should such an atrocity take place uh, anywhere within our neighborhoods. Um, Officers, I want to thank you so much for coming in this morning and speaking with me. Uh, Thank you for your service to to our community, and please be safe. Thank you. (laughs) All right. When we return, we're going to speak with the president of the Civic Theater Guild. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Shared. Tax planning is not just tax preparation. With the changes due to tax reform over the last few years, you need a tax planner to ensure you are getting the most value for your business. We offer advisory services customized to your needs to help maintain financial viability while achieving future goals. Come see us today. Parker Mellinger, focusing on where you're going, not where you've been. Charitable giving is often an important part of your future. This is Jeff Tomlinson, financial advisor and branch manager at Stiefel. I can help you develop a charitable giving strategy designed to potentially maximize your tax benefits and reduce your record-keeping burden. Call us at 307-672-3434 to discuss how a Stiefel donor-advised fund can help create a positive impact on the causes you care most about. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Join the Sheridan Community Land Trust on Thursday, April 21st, as we celebrate an early Earth Day spring cleanup. From 5.30 to 7 p.m., we'll pick up any trash and collect recyclables at Malcolm Wallet Park and along the Green Room Trail. We'll also take care of any light trail maintenance. Bring your bikes and take a fun ride or hike after we're done. Visit SheridanCLT.org to sign up, and we'll see you at Malcolm Wallet Park on Thursday. 
Thursday, April 21st for our early Earth Day spring cleanup. When you're in pain, it causes stress. Even minor pain is telling you something's not right, and early detection is the best path to relief. Make a call to Dr. Colin Hardy of Atlas Chiropractic. Not only can he alleviate your pain, but also reduce physical stress and boost and maintain proper immune system function. Chiropractic is a natural immune booster. With each adjustment, they're not only supporting the central nervous system through proper spinal function and alignment, but also stimulating and strengthening the immune system by removing nerve interferences and stressors that can drag it down. Call 307-672-6000 for details and scheduling with the top chiropractic clinic in Sheridan, Atlas Chiropractic. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. The Hammer Chevrolet Collision Center is open and ready to help if you have an unfortunate encounter leaving you needing collision repair work, Troy Baker. Bob, we'll get your damaged vehicle repaired and back to you in a short period of time. Our state-of-the-art mechanical repair facility offers paintless dent repair, and we're a preferred provider for most insurance companies. Our collision team is the best around, and we'll get your vehicle back to you in like-new condition. Free pickup and delivery the Hammer Chevrolet Collision Center, ready for you now at 400 North Gould. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. Theaters all over the country took a big hit during the COVID-19 pandemic. None of them more than community theater. Many survived by thinking outside the box. Some simply had to shut down while the world figured out its next move, and some never opened again. The Sheridan Civic Theater Guild did survive and has opened back up. For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by the president of the Sheridan Civic Theater Guild, Grace Cannon. Good morning, Grace. Good morning. It's great having you back. Uh, last time you were here, we were talking about YO Play, That's another great. great program that you head up. That I, I wear think many is, hats. And it's great that you do. It's, uh, now, what was, if we go back in time, what was the mood within the guild when the pandemic first hit? I mean, did you guys kind of see this coming? Yeah, well, I was not quite on the board right when the pandemic hit. Um, I was sort of adjacent. I was kind of part of the community tangentially. But um, I didn't come on the board until the summer of 2020. And so I just know kind of starting there and going forward that it felt very uh, tenuous, as it did probably for everyone trying to make plans at that time. Um, so when the pandemic hit, uh, there was a production directed by Dan Cole. The play is called The Underpants by Steve Martin, and they were in rehearsals for it, and they were just a few weeks out from performances. So I know that when the pandemic hit and the shutdowns began, um, that that was the production that was, like, in the midst. And my partner was in the cast of that, and so I kind of saw from that end how strange that was to have your lines memorized and your sets almost done and you don't get to do a show and then the rug out from underneath you completely so and um that actually just i'll just put a plug in that that show 
will happen this June. Um, so we are bringing it out. We 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 like to joke that we're finally putting the underpants on. <laughs> That's pretty uh, good. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> So I think it was just really disappointing um, and confusing. And then as we went into the next season, you know, what do you do? What do you plan? How do you plan? Um, We weren't really sure, you know, things kind of had to get moved around constantly. And then finally, we just settled on doing some radio plays. So people might have kind of remembered that we did a couple of those that year. And radio plays are fun. I yeah. mean, and and it's a way to kind of limp by during this yeah. whole thing uh, yeah. when it happened. Uh, how quickly did everything change? Was it was it a slow burn, or was it like you know what we went from getting ready to do this to shut everything down? We got to pull it. I think it was. Um, I think it was similar to what was going on with the big shutdowns. You know, I think there was that week in early March when things started getting canceled. It was right around spring break. Kids were out of school. Um, and I think that they continued rehearsals a little bit, not knowing what was really going to go on. Nobody knew, right? We thought, oh, maybe it's a couple of weeks, right? <laughs> this will only last a little while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so, but I think it was maybe, you know, right into that next week when they thought, oh, we're going to have to, <laughs> yeah. we're going to have to cancel this. So things did kind of shut down pretty quickly. And then it was just like a revolving door from there on through the next year, you know, in terms of like, what do we do, you know? Yeah. Um, let's do this. Oh, looks like we can't do that. All right, let's do this. Oh, well, we're going to have to change that. So we had lots of things in our, in our season, again, thinking like maybe by Christmas, everything will be calmed down, right? In 2020. The the hope that just kept over the hill, right? (laughs) We'll just one more hill. Exactly. Um, so that was just kind of a revolving door, but we luckily had a, a radio show for the Christmas. We did a Christmas carol, and we were able to stream that out. The YO really supported the CTG in that way and made that possible. You know, our home is at the Carriage House Theater, and we did not have the technical capabilities to do any of that streaming stuff, which really cropped up for everybody, right, in that time. And so the YO was a huge support to the Civic Theater Guild. And And then Aaron Odom directed another radio play that spring um of 21 i guess the timeline is hard to keep track of it really is it blends together it's just a big blur isn't it (laughs) but he directed uh the 39 steps a radio play which was really fun and we did the same thing we did it you know the wyo helped us make that happen and and a a silver lining that came out of this i mean i i if I if we look back through the history the civic theater guild has always had somewhat of a partnership with the wyo theater Mm -hmm. but during this pandemic I mean, would you say that the Sheridan theater community all kind of banded together as a whole? Nobody fought anybody. There was no competition. Everyone just came together and said, okay, we got to get through this as a team. I would say that's probably true. I do think the relationship between the Civic Theater Guild and the WIO has been different throughout the decades. But I also think, you know, it's been many years now of doing the co-production, which we just finished that this year. Um, And that has been an era of a lot of collaboration and a lot of support. So, you know, when we were in the midst of the, you know, 2020-2021, the board of the Civic Theater Guild, it's run by all volunteers, right? So it's a volunteer board that makes that organization happen. And we were down to four people. So we were bare bones, right? It was a stressful time. So people were having a hard time committing their, you know, and nobody wanted to meet in person, right? That's just really hard 
So we were really down to <laughs> not a lot of people. Skeleton crew. <laughs> yeah, really skeleton crew. So again, I just I think that the ability to have uh, the YO as an organizational support and partner. Um, and then eventually, so we built back up. We now have 12 awesome people on our board. Uh, it just took a little bit of, you know, perseverance, um, but we did get, you know, the attention of our community and people did come and, you know, come to the rescue <laughs> of the CTG. In, that, in, in this amount of time, though, you've yeah. managed to increase your board three times. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> so people just stepped right back up. Yeah, we had to go out, you know, as as I think is probably the case with um, a lot of boards, right? You got to do recruitment, you got to identify folks you think would be well suited, and, and people who are committed. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that I've exactly. heard: people who will actually go to the meetings. So. Yeah, exactly, and it's about relationships too. So who do you know, and you know, uh, who who can you get in the room and agree to help out? And so we really. Uh, we really got there. So we're thrilled. We just added four new board members. So we, th- this number of 12 makes us feel very mighty, and it's kind of a new <laughs> feeling. <laughs> right on. I love it. Yeah, yeah, but you finally got a good, like a yeah. solid board, yeah, which did. will lead into a solid team. Absolutely. How many actors do you guys have down at the Civic Theater Guild? You know, I don't have a number for that. Um, the Civic Theater Guild, like I said, is, uh, is the board. And it's a different number all the time. And then we have our members, um, and we have our, you know, our mailing list of people who are are st- stay engaged with us. So it just depends, you know. It kind of goes in waves in terms of who's really uh, showing up to audition or be in a lot of shows, and who needs a break, <laughs> and then you know who's coming back after a little bit of time off. So. It's a lot of people, though, and it's really fun when we can get new people yeah. engaged. We're always looking to do that. And it, it is a community theater. Yeah. I mean, this is literally, you know, these people, the majority of the time it's like volunteer, right? Yeah. You're not getting paid to go out there and do these Absolutely. performances. This is a passion yeah. that these people have, and it they really want is. to be up there. Yeah, they do, and it's it's a lot of fun. You know, it's again, it's all about relationships. It's community building. You end up. You know, if anybody's been in a show of any kind or even, you know, it's like being on a team, right? But you're together for this short amount of time. It's really intense. You're, uh, you know, things go wrong or they don't. But, you know, you kind of uh, go through some trials together. And it's just it's a lot of fun. Now, once we knew that we could re- reopen, mm-hmm. what was the, the first emotion that you felt when, when you knew, okay, we're kicking back on? You know, I don't even know if it was one moment, right? That revolving door metaphor is, I think, like stood, right? So as we came into this season that we're currently in, last fall, we tried a lot of experimental things because things, again, just were, there There were mask mandates, there weren't, you know, there were different rules and uh, lots of feelings. And um, so we had some, uh, a series of different things. We tried free movie screenings in October. We did scary movies all throughout the month of October, which was Really fun, but not our normal, you know, type of event. So people kind of didn't know about it maybe as well. Were those well-received, though? Well, we didn't have a lot of turnout for that. So Uh. we were really excited about it. We thought it would be a good way maybe to get some people in the theater without the stress of trying to put on a show that might not happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so we didn't have a huge turnout for that. But we did have a great turnout for the amazing AJ's Magic Show, which we did around Christmas time. And um, and we did another radio play again this year. So this last fall even was a little 
uncertain. We were doing weird things. Um, and so it's really since January that we have been doing what we're supposed to be doing again. And we opened back up with the production of A Bad Year for Tomatoes. Um, and that was really exciting. So that might have been the moment when it was like, okay, we are open again. CTG is producing a play um, with a great, fun cast. And that was so much fun to watch that open at the Carriage House um, at the end of January. So that was awesome. And then, of course, we just did the co-production with the Y.O., the First Date musical, and that was really fun to see. We sold it out, you know, the, the, the community was back, you know. So it's been so nice to be, be receiving audiences and putting on plays, and, um, yeah, I'm thrilled. There's, there's an electricity uh, during the production of these things. You can always kind of feel it. Yeah. It's, it's like a, a rod that's getting ready to shock, but it hasn't quite shocked yet. Was that there again in, in everyone as they came back to the theater? I mean, everybody yeah. was ready to get this kicked off, or was there was there a little apprehension on behalf of some of the actors and producers? I think that the apprehension was inevitable, right? I mean, just you, we just have gotten used over the last two years to just not knowing, you know, what's going to happen. And that feeling, you know, the show must go on, right? But then when the pandemic came, that was no longer true. The one thing, yeah. <laughs> like it, the show might not go on, which is really stressful because you're putting all of this work in for like a brief moment, right? A fleeting moment that you're going to perform for an audience. So I think that there was apprehension, but um, once the performances came, total electricity, excitement, uh, just really good, <laughs> really good <Yeah>. feelings. <laughs> Everybody was ready to get I back up so. on that stage. Yeah. Now, during the planning process for the following year, which would be this year, yeah. how did that go? Uh, you know, you got your board back together, you yeah. sat everybody down. Was that smooth or was there a little bit of growing pain, sir? Well, we're still in the midst of it. So for our 22-23 season... Um, we're still putting together and nailing down final details, um, but this is the first time I get to help plan a real season. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, what is this supposed to feel like? I don't know, but it's, I mean, it's going well. We are uh, planning our season around a theme for next year, so our theme is going to be revival, um, just kind of, you know. Beautiful theme. <laughs> in response to the last couple of years, uh, that feels like something we're all in it together as the greater community. Um, and so we're working on what shows really fit that theme, and um, it's going to be great. I'm I'm super excited to to figure that out. If people out there have ideas, we are we are a community theater. We want to hear them. Um, we're still figuring it out. So if you want to direct, if you want to act in a show, if you have an idea for a show that someone should do, you know, they can reach out to us. Now, now I I I usually talk to actors, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, you've directed. Mm -hmm. How difficult is that to actually do? I mean, how much work really goes into that? Because, you know, when, when people look on screen, mm -hmm. uh, you know, at a big movie production, the director is yeah. tip of the spear, right? Like right. the one that got, got it all done. Yeah. So is it the same in theater? I mean, I, yes, work goes to everybody, but how much work is involved in directing and how difficult is that work? Yeah, it's a good question. I think it really depends on context. So speaking within the context of the Civic Theater Guild, the director is the leader, you know, the project leader, the, the person who has the vision for what the show is and who they want to be involved. And um, that's that person who's got the most responsibility, right? So we're looking for folks, and we, we have people who want to direct, 
that are able to take that on, right? Put together the team. Of course, you know, the, the board will help do that. We do have a, you know, a, a wide net of people that we can help get involved as well. But it's ultimately up to that director to say, okay, who's going to be in it? Who Who's going to act in it? Who's going to be the person to help me with my set, you know? So that person has to kind of take on quite a bit, but it's really rewarding work. What a cool job that would be. <laughs> now, now you, when you're looking for people like this, this could be anybody out there in Sheridan yeah. right now listening. Yeah. And they're like, you know, I've always aspired to try and direct something, but maybe they never have. Yeah. They can come in yeah. dry, sure, having no experience, <laughs> and go for it. They can. I mean, I think uh, I think there's a series of conversations <laughs> that, <I have. laughs> that need to happen. And not yeah. just, you know, here you go, go and do it. Um, but absolutely, I would want to just encourage anybody who is thinking about, oh, they might want to act in something or they might be interested in directing to come have those conversations so we can figure out how we might be able to set them up to do that. Um, Because that's the joy is finding those people who, you know, both who have been involved, but also the people who haven't yet and they want to dip their toe in. It's it's a really welcoming community. I think that's absolutely amazing that somebody can walk in there and get some help, of course. (laughs) But uh, but but and then just direct a play. Yeah. Now, I've only got about three minutes left. Let's talk about what's coming up. Yeah. you know, you guys have sat down and done all this planning, and I would be remiss to not talk about it. So what's just around the corner? So the the next thing that's coming up, I already did a little teaser for it, but we finally are going to present The Underpants, which is a, a farce written by the great Steve Martin and directed by the great Dan Cole, and that'll go up at the Carriage House in June, uh, the first two weekends in June. Um, we don't have tickets up yet, but you'll be able to find tickets for that on the YO Theater website. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It is very silly, and it'll be a great summertime show. And Dan Cole, uh, I just saw him in First Date. Yes. He was the lead, uh, and he did a fantastic job. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Made me laugh the whole way through. It's, It's so great. So when does next season begin? Next season will start. It's kind of like a school year. So the season begins in the fall and runs through the spring. And if folks really did have an idea... Mm-hmm. And they wanted to bring it to you. How do they approach you guys? Who yeah. do they contact? Well, two ways you can do that. You can go to our website, which is SheridanCTG.org, or they can just email us directly through our Gmail account. So that's Sheridan.CTG at gmail.com. Okay. Now, if, if and, and this is really reaching out there, but we never know what's out in Sheridan. Mm-hmm. A lot of creative minds. Yeah. If someone's written a play yeah. and, and they come in as the writer of this mm-hmm. thing, would the theater guild consider actually putting it on? I would definitely consider it. Wow, um, how cool is that? Yeah, I mean, I would love to see... We've had conversations about that, like, can we do original work? And um, we haven't really done it yet, but I would love to do that. Again, we just have to take a look and see how it fits and all that. Wow, how, how amazing is yeah. that? Now, mm-hmm. if someone wanted to act, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. got to contact you. They contact us because we do hold auditions, but we, you know, try to get the word out about those. But just reach out to us directly through Facebook or our website, and we'll get you the info. Fantastic. Grace, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thank you. Greatly appreciate it. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan.
Join Pass Creek Angus Ranch for their 48th annual production bull sale, April 20th, 1 p.m. at the ranch, selling 40 yearling bulls, 20 coming two-year-old bulls, and 20 head of fall bulls. With 62 years of Angus business, Pass Creek Angus Ranch knows what bulls will work for your herd and your area. Pass Creek Angus Ranch, one mile south of Wyola, Montana. Visit PassCreekAngus.com for more information and to see the sale catalog. Wyo Renovation wants you. Well, your house at least. They'll buy your home for cash, no matter what it looks like or what condition it is in. You don't have to do a thing besides contact them. No cleaning, no repairs, no having to leave for showings or make everything just right. And best of all, no realtor or commission fees. Confident fast, friendly, and they'll make you an offer on any home. Learn more at yorenovation.com or find them on Facebook. I'm here with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda. Tommy, hi. It's officially spring, which means we're cleaning our cars more often, but are you paying attention to the quality of air inside your car? No. What do I need to do? Well, you got to change your air filter, Tommy. Get the pollutants and dust out of your cab and replace it with fresh filtered air. Does Sheridan Honda do that? Of course. Yes, we service all makes and models, and for the month of April, we are offering a 50% discount on all cabin air filters, so give us a call or just stop in and see us. Great advice, Candace. Get your vehicle summer ready Sheridan Honda. Pittsburgh Paint, with over 135 years of product expertise, is now available at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. You will now find Pittsburgh Paint at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Pittsburgh Paint is a leader in quality and product innovation and built to perform for the job at hand. Now with two great paint brands, precise color matching, architectural and homeowner paints and coatings, plus a large inventory, it only makes sense to get your paint at the Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Is it time to get down on one knee and ask her for her hand? At Legacy Diamond and Gems, finding her dream engagement ring just got easier. Legacy offers hundreds of styles in the store or explore their website for inspiration. Looking for a gorgeous and unique engagement ring? Legacy's in-house jewelers can bring your ideas to life with original craftsmanship and quality second to none. Legacy Diamond and Gem, downtown Sheridan, online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. They're not just there at tax time. Cloud Peak Accounting's professional staff is available year-round to help you with your business accounting, personal records, and ranch accounting, too. With their easy-to-use website, it's easy to do business with them, and they're currently accepting new clients. Don't have time to come in to meet with them? Don't worry. You can even do business with Cloud Peak Accounting from the comfort of your own home. Visit cloudpeakcpa.com. Broadcasting from the Jill Bates and Best Team Studio, brokered by EXP. K-R-O-B. 